Welcome back, guys. This is K-pop Fighting, and I'm the co-host TYB. And this is Gyun. So it was a hectic week, but we finally got the Gyun's new single released. Woo! Yes, sir. <laughs> and how was it like for like last whatever days? I mean, it takes longer, but though day for from the day we record right now, it's been like a week a little and a week and a half, something like that. Yeah, like yeah. ten days. So like, how was it? Like, it's new experience. Uh, you know, I didn't really expect too much. Because you know, technically it is my debut project, mm-hmm. uh. So, yeah, I didn't really care about it. You know, okay. oh, once it's out, it's out. Nothing else. Mm. Uh, but, uh, the following was actually uh, like beyond my expectations. So I was really grateful for it. What and you mean by like beyond expectation? Like the comments, uh, and the views, oh. uh. On the str- and the streaming, okay, and the, uh, all that, and my Instagram followers, yay! Like, it increased by like four hundred followers. That's a lot, man. Yeah, for so a short amount of time. I was so grateful for it. Um, and also, um, uh, the member of, uh, Zico's uh boy group, boy next door. Uh-huh. His name is Tesan. Yeah. Uh, he shouted me out. <laughs> yay! On Weaver's application. Nice. Uh, he's actually a long friend of mine, so okay. I really thank him for that. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and I'm so grateful for it. And I gotta work on my debut uh, album as well. So that sounds great, man. Actually, like, what was like the one thing that kind of shocked? Cause like technically, like we know there's a song I know. Uh-huh. It's still in the YouTube, but like this technically, this is your like debut single, right? Right. So like, what was like the one thing that kind of was like surprising to you that not beyond your expectation? Like, cause there's gotta be many things, but uh, okay. So the difference between I know and feels like death, mm-hmm. uh, was that I know I had like a lot of time preparing mm-hmm. for the project. Okay. So I finished the song, the finished finishing the mixing and mastering, like. Three months before release, oh. so like it was done, done. Okay. And I recorded the song like a year, like a year ago. Okay. So I was like so eager for it to drop, mm-hmm. but it's prepared, yeah. Yeah, but I had like a lot of preparation time, so I was basically drained out oh. when that song came out. Okay. I was like, so what now? Okay. But I didn't have any following. Uh, I mean that was probably probably because. Uh, I didn't build up the momentum after it, but uh, feels like death. I guess the shorter preparation time gives you more dopamine. <laughs> makes sense, actually. Yeah, like when you co- complete the project uh, on time, on the deadline, uh, it gives you a lot of uh, dopamine and achievement, the, the feeling of achievement. Uh, I agree with you actually like that's that's great so now you're more satisfied with the sh- the newer song than actually yeah uh and like that, yeah. I was really proud of myself also uh and it is out now and that that like drained out feeling mm. is still in me oh uh you know that's you know probably because uh this song is out of my hands now yeah yeah uh but still I have like this one project to to do so mm-hmm. after that i would be even more drained but still 
I gotta finish this one project first. So like I don't have any time to be drained out. So I think that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I think for the artist, velocity. You need velocity. Yeah, like, for sure. Especially in the beginning of the career, you need to go, 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 and like like K-pop groups, they literally make like four, three, four albums a year. Right? Yeah. But I think that energy is kind of helping them a lot. I think mm-hmm. at first you need to try a lot. Yeah. Like. You know, like Japanese manga, they release every week like a crazy schedule, yeah. right? And I'm, as a web novel writer, writing like one episode a day. <laughs> wow, that's crazy schedule. But like, I think that helps you a lot. Like, whenever I say it to people, they're like, "Are you insane?" But like, uh-huh. but that kind of, I think that helps you like with the momentum. Like, right, it just keeps going, 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 and. It's. I'm glad you enjoy that kind of power. That's, yeah, that's good. Uh, and like, the thing I'm proud of is that releasing a song uh, mm-hmm. to a SoundCloud or you know YouTube, and releasing a song to a DSP, mm-hmm. uh, releasing a song to streaming services is way different. Yep. It takes a lot of paperwork. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes more professional mixing and mastering. Yep, yep, yep recording and all that production wise yeah uh so it was really tough for me to release i know back in 2022 but it became a bit easier this time Uh, you learn yeah uh, it's my second time releasing a song so it became easier and it would be much easier from now on so uh i think that's a perk of building a momentum as well Yeah, yeah you got like what should I say? You learn something like by your, like by doing, and that's something that's unforgettable, right? Right. That's great. Uh, that's good. That's great. Like with a good energy. So, please listen to "Feels Like That." It's available pretty much in every single platform. Right? Yeah, it's out now everywhere, even yeah. in the Chinese platforms. Nice. Yeah. And if you are, you know, want to be more entertained, you can go to follow his. Uh, TikTok and Instagram, Instagram and also Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the username is all the same. It's not Gyun. Yeah, yeah. And I'm TYB Kpop. You can listen to my TikTok too. Yeah, <laughs> but right. like, but right now it's so messy. But that's the point. <laughs> yeah, that's the point of TikTok and all, right now I'm so all the messy. short uh, platforms. I'm like being trying to be like indier version of Anthony Fantano. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> more indie version, like yeah. even more messed up version. But taking out the criticism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> for K-pop criticism is like almost meaningless. It's meaningless for uh, K-pop. I think yeah. the 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 basic point is to enjoy. Yeah, uh, and be entered, like, be like, charged with like a new energy. That's yeah. I think the point of K-pop. It's like enjoying the music and yeah. the culture. That's yeah. like the whole point of K-pop. And yeah. I think we are, like, I'm kind of what, what I li- like what you're saying, Kim, because like, I like what we're doing because like we're we've been doing this for like three months now yeah i think this is like the only english podcast that goes deep about like the music but still keeps the k-pop vibe in it like oh yeah we are just going the good, good vibes only vibe on it mm-hmm. which is pretty good actually i like it and and today's episode is actually pretty i think pretty meaningful for both of us because yeah. our artist is epic high yes it's meaningful for, for me because if I'm dead like right now let's say I'm dead right now like okay. I'm like dying I can choose like three artists 
my favorite artist for my whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like, but like time wise, it's probably Epic High. Oh like, yeah, they're my long time favorite artists for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Like I had like a whole saga of my favorite artists, but Epic High has been the longest, and I'm not the only person. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> so many persons. So like it's. So this means a lot to me. Uh, how about you, Yuni? Uh, you know, I I am particularly young, so uh, I didn't grow up with him. Mm-hmm. But still, when I uh, my first uh Epic High song, my my first favorite Epic High song was probably Umbrella. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's pretty early though. Yeah. But I was like really young, okay, so like yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't know. Epic High. Yep, yep. But I knew I knew their songs yeah. growing up, and one, yeah. Uh, was it one? Uh, yeah, one. Yeah. Like all those motivational songs. Yeah. And it's crazy because my uncle, uh, he used to uh, put in all this, like, uh, the hot, the fresh K-pop songs at the time, mm-hmm. and it included like Big Bang, Beast. Nice. Uh, like Girls' Generation, and there was Epic High. Yeah. Uh, so I like really listened to Epic High song a lot. Uh, yeah, and I really liked that young feeling, the motivational, mm-hmm. energetic feeling into yeah. it, romantic. Yeah, yeah. I think Epic High is one of the artists that influenced like so many people. Almost maybe influence wise, almost Big Bang level. You know. For sure. So like, it was same with me too. Like I. Collected literally all of their albums mm-hmm. and like for like first five albums just because I was younger uh-huh. I like literally listened to it all the time making almost like it, it almost got tattooed in my ear because oh, I listened yeah. to it so much that's so like talking about Epic High means very special to me because like now I have many favorite K-pop artists but Epic High was to me a bit younger and like version of me loved Epic High and it was like a huge, huge, like, there was almost like a soul in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, uh, we all know, like, Epic High is in America considered a K-pop group, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, if we do, like, a BuzzFeed test, Epic High would be one of the K-pop group, actually. Oh, yeah. But we know they're very different. It's like doing yourself K-pop group. <laughs> yeah, they're like the OG version of DPR. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like all, it's like... They produce themselves and they mm-hmm. rap. They write their own lyrics, and nowadays they even produce themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's like a pretty much a K-pop. So, so like, but in a band or DIY spirit. So that that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. I really uh, like that part of Epic High because, you know, Epic High is also a hip hop group, right? Yeah. Uh, they're like one of the biggest figures. In Korean hip hop history, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, like, they're not that, like, you know, gangster, not like, all. or street no, uh, no, no. level of hip hop. They they had more pop feeling, pop mm-hmm. element into their music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even in the K-pop industry, they are not that generic. They're mm-hmm. not that, uh, you know, uh, expect expectable. Yeah, they're a minority of Korean right. pop. And for Korean pop, they were so innovational. Yeah. Uh, and I really like that part of it. So they would be considered as outsiders in they a way. Are. Yeah, they are. Uh, but that's what really made me like them. 
and also it's always the outsiders who becomes the king and yeah the epic high spirit went on and clearly rm and shiga are ju- just like yun like yeah. a s- musically son of epic high yeah i would say that i am a son of tablo in a way in a way yeah, yeah that makes that's so it's, so it's like very meaningful episode it's like i think Epic High is like a prototype of BTS. Oh yeah, it's like a. I I, I see that. It's like a version zero of yeah. BTS. So like, which makes a lot of like meaningfulness in it. So let's start with. I was thinking what how we can start Epic High. I think it would be right to start with Tableau. Yeah. And his storyline, like Tableau was is Canadian, mm-hmm. of course, and like he's a. Very, very smart guy. Went to Stanford. <laughs> Crazy. But he has a hip-hop vibe in him. Like, when he was young, uh, many people, like, made fun of him because he's, you know, Asian and stuff. Yeah. And they had a big fight against the bully. And the after the fight, the bully wants to make, you know, make up with him. And so he, like, rent him, like, a hip-hop record and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So like, he slowly got into hip-hop. Lyrics, of course, he never thought of becoming a rapper. But mm-hmm. so the first musical career of Tableau happened, actually even younger than Yoon when he was in high school. Wow. Yeah, he wrote a lyrics for Kim Gummo. Mm-hmm. So Kim Gummo was like a, we might, we covered him a little bit even here, like because he's one of the biggest singer ever. <laughs> yeah. He's like a Ray Charles, Steve Steve V Wonder type of guy in Korea. Yeah. Stevie Wonder, like Charlie Wilson. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So he yeah. was like the biggest guy in the nineties mm-hmm. in K pop scene. For sure. But he saw like by accident like a poet a poem of like a tableau's poems and then he's like, I wanna ask him to make a write a lyrics for me and so he did. Mm-hmm. So Tableau actually wrote a song for him so which i think explains him a lot mm-hmm. it's like he's not b- before rapper he's a lyricist he's a poet yeah and very poetic yeah and that's here comes epic you know who would name their hip-hop team epic I mean, yeah epic is like so poetic name so well after well he went to college stanford mm-hmm. We we all know Stanford, <laughs> very smart guy. Yeah. And then, whilst he was in college and then he graduated, he kind of befriended with Mr. Gene and DJ Tukak, who I believe was uh, one of the DJ for the CBMS. Yeah, which is like the prototype prototype of, of dynamic duo. duo. Yeah, and then they decided to make a team. Mm-hmm. I heard it was first like a Mr. Gene and Tableau mm-hmm. two duo team just like you know yeah just like the dynamic. Sh- yeah, oh yeah dynamic duo or spring team yeah and Lee Song Lee Song yeah I mean yeah. it was like a duo it, it, there was like a less people hip hop you know there was like yeah. this fast high tone rapper yeah and low tone big guy yeah and then yeah kind of like how Mob Deep Ah, and probably it's Mopti that's a yeah. prototype of them. I and never Ra- thought of Rakim and Eric B. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So they that makes sense actually. Yeah, and then yeah. you know JG and Notorious B.I.G. Oh yeah. In one of the songs for the 
first album was Jay-Z. That was like, an sure. amazing song, actually. And, you know, like, all that, like, Dre and Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- there was a wave. Like, Brooklyn's Finest has, like, this dynamic duo vibe. And, of course, for sure. dynamic duo has... <laughs> Brooklyn's <laughs> Finest. Yeah. Five. It's because they're probably... They are, like, the hip-hop, you know, the hip-hop. They're OG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, like, the legend. But, like, yeah. so, when we came back... There was one of the member kind of fraud, <laughs> did a fraud. Yeah, his name was Kerbin. Yeah, uh, so the project all fell apart and mm-hmm. they did the, like, a, they had to like, you know, stop being a musician and like work in a, you know, yeah, like a pub or barbershop, whatever. Tableau, he could speak English, so he had to teach people English, stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, Two Cuts oh. was... He, he he used to like do a part time job at, at like a, a clothes store or something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it was a really tough time for them. Of yeah. Of course. It was oh, so terrible time for them. But then they got signed with Ulim Entertainment. Yeah. And wrote the first two albums. First album was more like a dynamic duo or JU type mm-hmm. beat. JU is one of like this OG hip hop producer. Very, very, what should I say? I like their first album. Actually, I think Epic High doesn't like their first album. I just can't feel it because it's not produced by themselves. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're produce-wise, their first album is the second album. Yeah. But first album, I like it, actually. It's mm-hmm. very jazz hip-hop vibe. Like yeah. Very conscious, conscious rap. Yeah. Which it, was really like a classic wave. Uh, back then, yeah. Uh, in the early 2000s it almost made me f- like it sounds like a commons album you know mm-hmm. like very jazzy and very classic uh, yeah when Tableau's rap is very you know conscious like Tally or like common type of you yeah. know or like Jay Dilla yeah yeah very type of. that I like that album like you can still Put it in the cafe and it doesn't sound old. Mm-hmm. So I, I I like it, and the second album was more epic high. You mm-hmm. know, DJ Tukat and Tablo started writing their own songs, and Ep- Tablo has more like a very pop vibe, like indie pop vibe. Yeah, very electronic or melancholy. Yeah, and Tukat's Lesson Two beat was like more like pure hip hop. You know, like yeah. almost boom bap. Do you have any like thing to comment on his their second album? Uh, to be honest, like my uh, I don't really know much, much about songs it? about the second album. Day of Peace, maybe. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that song yeah. is a title song. Huh? Oh, so that was like the song from the second album. Yeah. Oh man, that was the title of the second album. Oh, now I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Day of Peace. Actually, they the CEO of Wooly Entertainment wanted to push different song, mm-hmm. but Tableau like sort of did not talk to him, like, ignore him, and you know, talk out and then make yeah. the Day of Peace as their title album. So he kind of tricked them, <laughs> but like that, I think is right because like their song they wanted to pick was Lady, which is okay mm-hmm. song, but it was love love song and like confession of love song, but. Day of Peace is more upbeat, more bright, mm-hmm. and it kind of is a pr- prototype of Epicai's pop song like Fan or One, yeah. Fly, you know? Fly. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, Fly Fly is one of my favorite Epic Car songs. Like, but the first two albums, sadly, was so bad commercially, which I feel bad because I I think that their second album was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it it's Epic Car album, you know the the album we know the Epic Car we know, you know, has like a mixture of weird indie melancholy indie pop and and electronic bright electronic energetic pop mm-hmm. with the hardcore hip hop yeah uh, all mixed together in really one amazingly conscious like constructive way you know mm-hmm. it's, it's it was a pretty good album but it wasn't successful at that so like tablo bended on his knee for ceos for a chance yeah to go to tv because right now you th- we have youtube we have podcast and everything but like back then tv was like the only way for celeb celebrity to get successful yeah or like, the radio but you know tv yeah. is way more powerful so tableau 2 made third album which was an amazing album we'll talk yeah. about it pretty soon but then he wanted a pr moment you know yeah so he went to all those like old school TV shows, TV shows <laughs> like Yashin Manman, you know. Oh yeah. Talks about the love, t- lovey-dovey topics and stuff like that. Yeah. And then boom. And they, yeah, and they were really good at it. Oh, like, Tableau was amazing. Like they were like a really talented TV personality. Yeah, yeah. Like every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Even like Tuka, who is like, you know, he's a DJ. Like yeah. Who puts DJ on the? hip-hop team or you know tv like that yeah. never happened back then in korea but they were so like talented like uh, on being the front man yeah of the tv show yeah so they were really good at it and even now like whenever they go to like song Gyeong's youtube or <laughs> Dong-yeop's youtube they're so good at it like yeah they're so they're so funny yeah 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 <laughs> they're general genuinely like enjoyable person to watch in tv show basically yeah so like their third al- album got what <laughs> mega mega hit for sure. Yeah, the fly was the reason why RM started rap. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how big third album is. The that, swan song. That is really like monumental. Yeah. Uh, like because you know RM like he's like the biggest K-pop star on, on earth right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even like if it wasn't for fly. Mm. then RM wouldn't, you know, uh, wouldn't start rapping. Yeah, RM and Suga, both of them, and yeah. they're like the core, musically core leader of BTS. Yeah. We all know. So that's crazy to think about. The, the butterfly effect is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and that, al- I actually like the second album too, mm-hmm. but third album was freaking amazing. It started yeah. with Yesterday, has like, has like Boys to Men vibe. Right, and right. And then there's a, of course, Fly, very, you know, it has like some like Japanese Shibuya type of brightness, mm-hmm. popness. So it's very K-pop, yeah. But, but it has like this positive vibe, like it kind of soothes you. It kind of makes you want to try again. You know, like, it's yeah. a very energetic song, and I loved Paris. You uh-huh. know, Paris was produced by Dio, the member of Deuce. Oh, Lee Hyun Do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she right. produced Paris. Which kind of you know makes awesome sense because like, Dio was is one of the best producer in nineties mm-hmm. New Jack Swing guy, but this Paris was pretty amazing. It, the sound was amazing. Mm-hmm. The song was good, and 
what I think is very important about Epikai is sure, Fly is maybe pop, mm-hmm. but the album is clearly hip hop album for sure, and it's really awesome hip hop album. It's not just album hip hop album. It's just clearly hip hop classic. Mm-hmm. With the it it ends with swan songs and it all has like a meaningful lyrics in it. It's it it has everything, even from the start. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to talk more about third album? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think this album like really represents the the Korean uh hip hop mm-hmm. slash pop mm-hmm. uh in in the two thousands in general mm-hmm. because this song uh. Fly, yeah, which which was like the main title, yeah. uh, which is like the main promoted song of yep, the yep, album. Yep, yep, first single. Yeah. Uh, actually beat TVXQ oh. on a music program. Uh, nice. So beat TVXQ and Fly was in the first place, and they're not even like a K-pop idol. I mean, uh, TVXQ is back then like the biggest K-pop idol ever. Right. So they were like, they were like on Big Bang level. They were like on BTS level. Yeah, yeah. At the time, so. I think that itself is really monumental. It uh, is, and really that that set a new standard for Korean hip hop and Korean, uh, I guess, indie pop in a way. Yeah. I think what made K-pop so stand up against any other idol group is that K-pop is always mixture of indie and major. For sure. Even BTS, we think K- BTS is major of major, but. See their first hit song is "I Need You," yeah. which was produced by Brother Sue. All right, yeah. So it has an indie vibe in it, like the especially their earlier songs. It clearly has indie vibe in it, some yeah. kind of minority vibe, outsider vibe, and really uh, put like a message into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So they had like the a story they wanted to tell. Yeah, uh, authentic story. Yeah, tell. yeah. This whole student era. Yeah, yeah, the school yeah. era. School era, yeah. So that's very important then. But like, Epic High was like a starting point of it, I think. Mm-hmm. They're indie, but they're pop. Like Fly, the, if you see the performance of Fly for the broadcast show, they dance like mm-hmm. crazy. And they dressed up cool, like some sort of like a Japanese style yeah. haircut and design. But they're clearly hot guys who does the performance. So sort of they're pop. Mm-hmm. But still, their hip hop, their album is like a authentic hip hop album too. So, that mixture of indie and major, kind of first worked in Epic High's third album, I think. Yeah, and that was like the proving point that uh, th- this mixture, this innovational and this uh, message filled music mm-hmm. can work in yeah. the major mainstream uh, K pop market. Makes sense. I I agree with you. And then yeah, maybe after a year or so, they made two CDs album. Uh huh. Crazy, the fourth album, which is probably like critics would choose this as like a best album for. Yeah, that is actually my favorite album from them. It's very. You said it's it kind of represents the hip hop of two thousand, right? The third album. Mm-hmm. To me, I think fourth album represents the indie. Of, yeah. Of two thousand hip hop because. Yeah. In for the fourth album, Epic High kind of gathered all of like a great artists from indie scenes. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like the good music presents type of album that ha- he kind of they absorbed 
and they introduced all the indie artists, mm-hmm. and then there, most of them became like a king of indies or like an owner of their scenes yeah. after that. But like the music, like the album, the fourth album, remapping the human soul. Yeah, remapping the human soul. It's like a restart, you know, like it's like a start a game, you know, all yeah, over again. Yeah, because uh, their first album was Mapping, ma- ma- mapping of, the Human Soul. Map of Human Soul. Map of Human Soul, right. Yeah, so it's like a restart. Of their career. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool way to start. And like the fourth album, probably it has like the most indie vibe ever for Epic High. Yeah. My, Eve, mm. Yeah. It, it has a lot of... Uh, um, I don't know, like really deep songs. Mm-hmm. In it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's probably the darkest album of him. Yeah, like Paranoid Part One, mm. uh, uh, featuring Jung Gi Go mm. and White Knight. Yeah. White Knight is my favorite album, a yeah. fi- favorite song from this album. That song was amazing, and then the Jung Gi Go back then was like no one knew him. Like right, he became like the king of K R and B. Yeah, and the first disc. Is hip hop. Second disc, it's sort of pop, mm-hmm. but both of them are amazing. Both very yeah. dark. I mean, look at the featuring: Jinbo, Palo Alto, Yankee, yeah, Jin, the, the, the Quiet, Kiwi, <laughs> TBNY, MC Meta, Jungkook, Swiss Sorrow. It's like basically like a super team. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, man. It's like there's no like one. What should I say? Unsuccessful artist or at all. <laughs> I think this album is like the equivalent of. The Kanye's fi- fifth studio album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, mm. kind of like it's it's like the super team, oh, uh, yep, yep. like assembled for this album. Mm. You know, kind of like how Nicki Minaj, yep, Jay Z, yep. they had like uh, one of the R- best first. Yeah, album. Rick Ross. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Uh, yeah, the devil, devil in a new dress. That that was yeah. amazing. That that's crazy. And like. And it has that similar uh, feeling and message. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Like the Palo Alto, no one knew him before. Like right now, he's one of the biggest rappers. But For like, sure. But he, this is when he showed his power and everything. Palo Alto is the OG. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now he's the OG now. Yeah, yeah. Of course. And all the album, the first album was clearly hip hop. And second album, if you look at it, it was very creative, indie pop, mm-hmm. ballad, melancholy album. Yeah, uh, from the second disc, I think probably like the most, uh, uh, I guess, controversial in a way, mm-hmm. uh, w- song was 행복합니다, mm-hmm. the 13th track of disc 2. Because it kind of shows his dad, suicide. Yeah, yeah. yeah because he says that he's alright, he's happy, mm-hmm. but when you uh, listen to the song in earphones, or like a headphone or something. Uh, was it like Tablo in the left and Mithra in the right? Yeah. Like they, uh, if you listen to it separately, they're t- they're saying like something, like saying sentences that's, that's saying they're happy. But when you listen to the dialogues at the same time, it results in committing suicide. Yeah. It, so that was really shocking to me. It, it The second album was really creative. Like the, yeah. song called playlist yeah that's it's like a they made a rhyme on all the existing songs title mm-hmm. that was really creative to mm-hmm. me and th- th- 
that was amazing. And then the Love, Love, Love and Fan are like the two title songs of this uh, album. Mm-hmm. Those were all huge hit, hit. And like they danced like crazy. Yeah. And it was shocking to me because the album itself was like the indie and like the one of probably the best album of 2000s ever. Yeah. Like it's like a deep, controversial, dark, very like awesome, like a masterpiece basically. But the two singles were mega mega hit song everyone yeah. knew that song love 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 and fan yeah it's what what we were saying is like it's almost impossible to achieve <laughs> yeah like, like how do you do that <laughs> that's like amazing like it, the album itself was like one of the best album ever yeah and has a great dark serious theme in it it's like a masterpiece mm-hmm. so this album was to me kind of like a Oppenheimer's for Nolan's Oppenheimer yeah it's like one of the most artistic movie artistic achievement ever of that year mm-hmm. but it's one of the most commercially successful movie ever you know yeah. who does that you know <laughs> that, that's crazy it's crazy that's like it's successful as endgame level but as like a as like artistic as Wes Anderson level mm-hmm. who does that you know <laughs> that's crazy and Epic High did that here yeah like both commercial and musical yeah uh, I think it, like it is like a strong ten, uh, in like, you know Anthony Fantano, cri- uh, like critic level. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's like a strong ten. It's like album. A Mar- Mar- my dark, beautiful twisted fantasy, fantasy is strong ten album yeah, yeah. of Kanye, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like that. And then, but we're not done yet because I think we can say many things about Epicai's album, but for sure their fifth album, Pieces Part One. Mm-hmm. was another masterpiece for sure it was freaking amazing I like my brain think thinks fourth album is better mm-hmm. but fifth album just hit me more harder yeah it almost made me cry it, it just fifth album was ama- freaking amazing to me it was like crazy it just killed me like all the music like the B the with the hardcore electronic sound mm-hmm. in it and then there was a breakdown and one and then oh like the pencil sharpener girl it was all freaking amazing it, the yeah. sound is a very bright electronic sound the, yeah the, eight by eight <laughs> yeah oh eight by eight that was amazing the, the whole tone is very bright but it's very almost like a sacral <laughs> mm-hmm. it's it's almost sacred it's almost like it's ho- almost it's so energetic and positive and sacred to the point of almost like a almost like semi-godly you know almost mm-hmm. it, that, it was a very weird album to me a very weird album to me and again what was amazing what it had like amazing hip-hop electronic indie sound in it mm-hmm. but it had like a great hip-hop track like 8x8 mm-hmm. but also it had a two Mega hit song that every Koreans would know. One and Umbrella. For sure. And Umbrella is still one of the most popular songs when it rains. <sighs> yeah. Like, I, I listen to it every now and then. Especially when it's, like, the rainy season in Korea. Like, in the summer. Like, two, three days ago, there was huge rain in Korea. Right. Like, right. Monday or something. I bet in radio there was Umbrella. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for the like, playlist. At least in one uh, frequency. Yeah. At for sure, for one channel, it just—that's how popular this song is. It's like, watch it. It just became part of Korean culture. Yeah, kind of like how uh, Wonderwall 
represents the 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 British spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I agree. I think Epic High's umbrella uh, would like would be that equivalent. Mm. Uh, It is like tattooed in our minds. Uh, That's amazing. And then after that, there was E, which is another yeah, like a two doubles double albums basically. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they had like a huge hiatus for three years. Because of the tabloid controversy, which is now very stupid. Yeah, which is you know it's BS. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. a, it's, a, it's a BS. I mean, it's uh-huh. they accuse that the Korean American actually accused that this the tabloid is a fake and he didn't go to Stanford. Yeah, and he showed every single document, document, and everything, <laughs> but they didn't believe it and make a cafe called What Becomes. It's just all stupid story, but like, you know, that's. Yeah. It's kind of funny for Koreans, tableau being in Stanford and graduated Stanford mattered so much that yeah. someone was so jealous and envied, yeah, that they tried to have a public execution of him. Yeah, and, and that I I think it is like legendary because that represents uh, how big tableau was back then. Makes sense, actually. I agree yeah. With you. He was king of the celebrity back then. Yeah, like Tablo would be like the biggest, uh, I guess, uh, solo, uh, like a K-pop artist, like back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, solo, like hip hop, indie, K-pop artist back then. Mm-hmm. That his, uh, that his like Stanford, uh, grad like certificate would matter that much mm-hmm. because, like, he's a, he's an artist. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- why would it matter? <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was that big, and uh, and uh, the the guys from the TV uh, investigation program, mm-hmm. they even like reached out to the prof- professors in Stanford, and they even did an interview, but but the guys in the caf- internet cafe blogs still accused him for being a fraud, and. Uh, I think that's self-explanatory. Uh, that's it's full of BS. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it's. Uh, I mean, right now we're making fun of it, but it was just freaking serious. You yeah, know? I remember it also. Like I, I, I was basically a toddler back then, but I, but I remember it being all over, the, being all, all over on the news. It was a madness. It was like a almost like a witchcraft trial or like you know yeah. the crucible type of moment. Yeah, the whole situation was a mess. Yeah, but after that, they made a he kind of made an album called Fever End, mm-hmm. which was like his only solo album actually. Yeah, it has all the house bad airbag like it. It it was basically a song about darkness. Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, tomorrow and yeah, thankful breath and everything. It's just the song, the album was basically a more indie condensed version of yeah. Tableau's career. Many people consider it one of the best albums mm-hmm. of Epikai and Tableau. Mm-hmm. I personally like their fourth and fifth album more. For sure, it has more hip hop energy. In Me it. too. But like, but. Still, Fever End was an amazing album. And after that, they made the, went to the YG, actually, right? And then right. made an album. Very, what it, should I say? Very mainstream. Yeah, anyway. controversial album, 99. Mm-hmm. I 
did not like it actually because uh, many people say it's very YG like and kind of lost the vibe in it. It had that Big Bang feeling. Yeah, very it. Big Bang feeling. But actually, nowadays I kind of love "Don't Hate Me." I really like "Don't Hate yeah, Me." Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite single actually. Like, I I think that is really uh, important because Tablo didn't sing that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he did uh, mix mix up some melody yeah. melodies in his in his songs, but like he didn't straight up sing mm-hmm. in like a rock rock type of feeling yeah i i actually think that don't hate me was very creative and yeah like kill this love that was pretty awesome actually i think like it kind of has his own like was he was very uh, many people thought it was like appetite was killed by the yg's mainstream music but honestly i think they were pretty authentic about yeah. their feelings like the kill this love and don't hate me was to me very genuine. Yeah, and, and I liked it. Uh, also, the the producers in YG uh, contributed a lot in this in this album. Mm-hmm. For example, Choice Thirty Seven, who is oh, like yeah. a producer for Big Bang. Yep. And Teddy, uh, I mean Teddy didn't like uh, like contribute to this album, but still, Choice Thirty Seven, PK, yep. DP, uh, who is like. Uh, producers in YG mm-hmm. so that really added like another element in their music yeah like Don't Hate Me was produced by Choice 37 which Choice Choice 37 is the producer from Bad Boy Big mm-hmm. Bang mm-hmm. Yeah. Alive it has like a rock vibe in it yeah just like Big Bang songs yeah I I really like it actually like that's so like nowadays I think their song is like their al- this album was undermined too much Mm-hmm. I liked it actually, like pretty, it's pretty good actually. And then after that, they had like the the newer songs. They have like a, and then the after they had a album that has Born Hater and Happen Ending, which I like this album too actually. Pretty uh, cool. It was more low key, mm-hmm. uh, more typical Epic High album. Yeah, which had more. Uh, pieces part one type mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. in it i mean it, it wasn't that electronic but still i really liked born hater for sure it was i mean you might think actually right now we are kind of going we went through all the energetic moment of Africa. now they're better on they're more chill you know yeah like jay-z but like even right now born hater was i think very important single because yeah. i think it was first single that kind of killed the chart, which was like a, like a, it's fun to say, like a real, extremely real, to the core hip hop, you know what I mean? Yeah, and very minimal. Yeah, it's like really minimal, hardcore hip hop that doesn't have any elements of, you know, singing or party, that kind of vibe. It's just real raw, Minimal raw hip hop. Yeah, it's more like a cipher. Yeah, in a way. literally, like it's yeah. like a cipher, and it's. With I all think these big names. Yeah, yeah. Like, B- Benzino. Verbal Gent. Verbal Gent. Mino, Mino. Bobby. Bi. It's like a super team. Yeah, that raps for and sure. Like, and then, the, and only thing that matters is their rap. You know, there's nothing else basically. Nope. And even the ending, of like, the, the Bi's. You know the. The hook. Yeah, the hook, last one. That's 
totally rap. It's not yeah. pop vibe. There's no pop vibe in it. It's just like pure hip hop. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hip hop wise, my favorite songs on this album would be like Burj Khalifa. Ah, that Gecko again killed Ge- the verse. Ge- I mean, like we he can't miss. Gecko is like the goat of Korean hip hop. Yep, yep. And uh, also, there's like. The remix of Eyes, Nose, Lips, mm-hmm. uh, which like is a Taeyang song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that also. I really like Rich and Life is Good. Mm-hmm. Rich was Taeyang's song and Life is Good is Jay Park's song. Yeah. Like, but it has this like soul vibe in it with the beats. Yeah. So like I really enjoyed their music. Like, But the point is, to I'm, I'm not really not going to go through every single album after this. It's just so long. But what I'm saying is like, even after their like heydays, they mm-hmm. still had some momentum in the hip hop scene and everything. And with this like long discography, they have like a tenth album right now. Yeah. With this long, and they their power still just you know extended over time. And then with the, I think the quality matters, but I think the number of works matters too. Like you have to have a quantity. Yeah. To have a certain quality. And what I liked about Appetite is they have like so many hit songs, mm-hmm. but they're also so many good albums and good non-single cut songs, you know? Right. So like, so you, they have like their own universe, basically. And yeah. That and like a 10, 11 album long yeah. discography itself is like crazy, mm-hmm. but they they did it like within like a decade yeah like, i mean within like 15 years and that's crazy yeah and most of the first like the first the most important songs by Epitai were probably their first five albums yeah which happened in like five six years which is crazy yeah 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 like <laughs> think of workaholic <laughs> i think that itself could be compared to like one of the greatest uh musicians of all time and they were not just doing that they did the. Uh, the celebrity work like going to TV show and everything. Yeah. They, they, they just did it all the time. It's crazy. And yeah. They probably, for the first five albums, most of them, and there's three of them could be considered a very strong nominee for the best album of that year. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> crazy. That's crazy achievement. So like, yeah. But like, what I think is very important for Epic Kai again is it kind of show the prototype of K-pop. Mm-hmm. So I think it's sure it's Big Bang too, but I think it's actually Epic High that's a prototype of K-pop. Big Bang is after that, I guess. I mean, Big Bang would be more like on the idol side sure. of K-pop, True. but Epic High is more like on the indie musician, musician side of Korean pop. Yeah, and the soul. Yeah, like they, they both are legendary. Yeah, of course. Like if you think of K-pop idol, their physique and their body part is more Big Bang. Yeah. But like their soul is more epic high, you know? Yeah. It's, it's more authentic and genuine. Yeah. I think uh, G-Dragon, Top, uh, Tablo, yeah. and Mithra, those four people would be like the blueprint of Korean rap. Uh, Korean rappers and Korean pop. That's in general probably I agree with you actually yeah. with that that's so come to think of it, their achievement for like their 
actually not that long period. It, it's been there like 20, 20 yeah. years, something like that. That's really amazing, the thing they, they achieved. Yeah. And before we, uh, is there anything you want to talk about their career? Uh, yeah, uh, like just a little comment, like they deserve to get their flowers, like mm. for sure. Yep, yep. And then right now, we might think, where are they? They don't, you know, make album as much and everything. But they're concentrating on actually international work. Mm-hmm. You know that? Like they usually go to concert abroad. That's why they're yeah. so busy. I uh I follow Tablo on Twitter, oh. so I always check his feed because I'm a I'm a big fan of his, mm-hmm. uh, and he's always on the road, mm-hmm. uh, like posting like pictures from like shows, uh, in for example Paris, like Mexico, mm-hmm. and uh, he actually had his show sold out in Korea within yeah. like two minutes. Yeah, that was crazy because even after all these years. He still has massive, crazy following. Still got it, man. And they never disbanded. Like, no. I mean, I mean, for sure. Like, there's a lot of bands that are still going right now, but once in their career, they part their ways. But Epikai never did. And what's amazing is you know they are still friends. They are still crew. Yeah. They are not like doing it for the money or anything. Nah. They're like real family. Yeah. And. Just by seeing them three together be genuinely, you know, likable to each other, it yeah. just kind of, you know, gives you some heartwarming moments, I think. Yeah. And, and that really makes me want to, uh, uh, you know, do it for myself as well. Like, keep the, keep the friend, like, friendship going mm-hmm. and keep the workflow going with my friends and keep the love going on. That sounds crazy. Same with Dynamic Duo also. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Another thing I want to point out is like Epic High is still hungry for tour because they said in their Korean YouTube, they said when you're there abroad, they can't have that, you know, relaxed lifestyle. They have, they are not as, you know, prepared. So they have to sleep on the road, sleep in the bus, eat more, less prepared meals, stuff yeah. like that. But they just keep doing it. It just, they have that energy going yeah. on. And they keep pushing the limits. Mm hmm. I mean, they're like in their forties, yeah. <laughs> and they're doing that, and that's crazy. That's yeah. So like, I think what they're doing right now kind of motivates us a lot, actually. Yeah. So that's uh, shout out to Tableau and of course Mithrajin and DJ Two Cuts. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, Be- because I mean, I haven't even hit my twenties yet. Mm-hmm. I, I like I, I turned twenty next. I turned twenty next month. Freakishly young man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, but Epic High, like they're all in their forties, mm-hmm. and th- they keep doing that, and that really motivates me. Like you're never too old for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. So like, why don't we finish today's episode with like choosing like one song of Epic High that you kind of recommend? How about uh-huh. that? Uh huh. Because uh, we for Epic High we. I honestly did not prepare this. No. But, like, but I think we g- really genuinely like Epic High. They're part of our life that we can just do it right away, I think. Yeah. Mine would probably be uh, Umbrella. Ah, because it rained a few days ago here. But mm. also, the lyrics, like when you search up the translations and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, the, the lyrics are going like, you are my umbrella. Like oh. even when it rains. Yeah. 
uh, and that's really heartwarming, and that's that great, that itself is really really uh, bittersweet. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I think that itself is Epic High's identity. Yep, yep. Like the humanity, I agree, like the yeah. humane aspect of yeah. their music. Yeah. And that's what I really love about them. It has like a warmth in it, right? Yeah. It's a very sad song, but strangely it's bright. Yeah. That's that's great. Uh, it's kind of like watching like a romantic film, mm-hmm. but it's like a failed love. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like the characters still have love for each other, but like rooting for them, each other. And strangely, it's a sad ending, but it's energetic. In a yeah. Very weird way. Like the thing about their music is that uh, they uh, I mean they might not have intended to be that way but what I felt was that at least you're alive Mm -hmm. like at least you got the energy I mean whatever happens happens Mm -hmm. but at least you're alive and you need to keep moving on because you're alive and you're still young Mm, nice yeah that's great that really motivates me like all the time that's great I would pick lesson two yeah, it's do you, did you remember that song? Yeah, I do. It's a second album's hip hop song, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I, I'm everyone likes Tableau. I mean too, mm-hmm. but like I really like Two Cuts beats. Yeah. So like <laughs> when I saw Born Hater got a huge hit, mm-hmm. I was so glad because now five that was literally the first Two Cuts hit song. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, but like it was clearly Two Cuts beat, you know. But lesson two to me was that it was like the first beat that I got into that was produced by Two Cuts because it's second album, their first yeah. produced self-produced album, and that has like a weird rebel rebel energy in it. It's yeah. like very against the machine, against the order, against the what should I say the the wrongful society wrongful past and everything and that kind of vibe was what I liked about hip hop and what I liked about K-pop too also actually and then Epic High's Lesson 2 to me was the first song that kind of gave me that kind of power yeah because before that usually I got that energy from vibe from rock songs Mm -hmm. but then that was like the first song that kind of got me hyped in hip hop wise energy yeah that is a valid point that that was a really good song it kind of I always feel motivated when I listen to the song because mm-hmm. you, you just have to be always a rebel, an outsider to change, yeah, s- to create something new and to think outside of the box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is a legit point. And Epic High, although it's so nice, warm, and heartwarming, they're still a rebel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the point. So, what we chose, I think, was really good too. We didn't plan it, but like, kind of, umbrella and lesson to it, kind of shows the two side of Epic High and mm-hmm. kind of add up into it it'll be one so that was it for today's episode yes, for sir. next week we're gonna do the NCT Dream actually yay yeah I can imagine Gyun being a part of NCT Dream actually <laughs> oh wow <laughs> because you know I'm particularly young <laughs> and you do the rap and uh, and song together and yeah. like some vibe in it they're like my favorite K-pop team as of now because like I, I've been listening to a lot of their third studio album, mm-hmm. ISTJ, yep. which is like a really funny name for an album. Yeah, <laughs> MBTI. Uh, 
really young and really fresh, and I can't wait to talk about them. Yeah, me, me too, actually. I love their songs. Like, there was one time I was in love with their song called Boom. Oh, yeah. What's so weird? Like, I couldn't explain why it's so good, but it was just kept mm-hmm. on to me. And so, just like, so I'm, I'm kind of, I can't wait to discuss this about you guys. So, we'll do that for next week. And until then, we'll see you guys next week. See you next week.